Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, we appreciate the Lord for His grace and mercy. Uh, we solemnly depend on His grace and His grace alone. And that is why Brother Branham says the greatest, he says it is prayer that I depend on. He says it is the key to all the mysteries. That I believe it 100%. That prayer is the key uh, to all the doors. And we really uh, need to continue to pray for one another. And then uh, Sister Beryl Shetty is not feeling well, uh, including uh, her aunt in Deben. So let's just remember them in prayer. Uh, they've just been admitted for observation and just pray for them. Uh, but let's not uh, flood them with phone calls. They need to rest. You can just drop an SMS and just say we are praying for you and just for the words of encouragement. Now, I think before we do anything, let's pray and remember them in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for your grace and mercy. Dear God, where would we be had it not been of your grace? Who would we be had it not been of your grace? Dear God, we appreciate your grace more than anything else. Lord, this evening we just want to remember our dear sister Chetty, and her aunt who are not feeling well, may you touch them and make them whole. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask because the scripture does say, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And our prophet came in our generation and he said, what you have done for others, you will do for us if we approach you on the same basis. And you said, when you were here on earth through the mortal lips, if you can believe, all things are possible. That is why 
We believe, dear God, that you are a divine healer. We believe that you are a savior. We pray for everyone that is we on the airwaves, in their families. You know their plans. You know what they need. May you grant them their hearts' desires. And my greatest desire is for protection. It's for guidance. It's for leadership, especially during our time, dear God, where learned men have no answers, where presidents have got no answers, but your word does have an answer. I pray for them, Heavenly Father. May you strengthen them. May you fortify them for your glory. And even tonight, as we are going to read in the word, may you guide us, Heavenly Father. We appreciate you for everything that you are doing for us. All these things we ask them in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you richly. We appreciate the Lord for his grace and mercy. Uh, Yes, I think in the last couple of weeks we had a big deal of technical glitches, but by God's grace they have been resolved. Now, I I want to speak about before before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. And it reminds me when Brother Branham attended the Mishiwaka meetings. When he got there in those meetings, I remember vividly, he said, when I was there, uh, there's an old man that came to preach on the platform. He says, when the old fella got onto the platform, I felt pity for him because of, I guess, because of age. Uh, but he says, when he began to preach, I began to feel pity for myself. He says, the old fella, other preachers came to preach about what was happening on the earth. But here's a, a fella, he says he took it back into eternity and just remained in eternity. And I remember Brother Brown said, he said, you haven't got enough room for, him, for me here to preach. He went back and spoke about uh, before the foundation of the world when the morning stars sang and the sons of God shouted for joy. Now, I said, maybe let us look at before the foundation of the world. Uh, That is my desire this evening. Now, as we turn to this scripture, Ephesians, the book of Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, I'm going to read from Ephesians 1, from verse 1. That's where I'm going to read on uh, this evening, by God's grace. Uh, Just give you a minute to find it. We hope that you will find it by his grace. Uh, Ephesians 1, from verse 1 to 4, it reads in this manner. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. What I want to draw your attention, key words there, Paul says he is writing to the saints at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, 
And I believe we were included to the faithful in Christ Jesus. It is addressed to us as members of the bride. It's not a generic letter. It is for specific group of people. Then he says he has blessed us with all, all spiritual blessings, not any other place but in heavenly places in Christ. He hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That's how he chose us before the foundation of the world. Now, this evening we just want to speak about the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world, I guess you already see that already he, he did not choose us here on earth. He chose us before the foundation of the world. I'm going to look into things that transpired before the foundation of the world. You know, even before I ran ahead of myself, you know, when Job was discouraged and Job was going through a trial, Job was despondent, Job was rejected, Job had suffered losses. When God came to Job, he said to Job, oh, where were you when the morning stars sang and the sons of God shouted for joy? I think God wanted to make Job to be elevated and to realize that the present conditions are not his place of origin. The trial that he was going through he was, it was not his place of origin. The body in which he was suffering, it was not his place of origin. So God brought, wanted to bring him up higher to a place where he was before he had a body, to a place where he was before he could be sick, to a place where he was before he could be rejected. That's what when God wanted to elevate him to. And I believe that the same way that God spoke to Job, I think we've got to be reminded that there was a time when the morning stars sang and the sons of God shouted for joy. This is before terrestrial bodies. This is before the universe. This is before our bosses, our jobs. This is before life upon the face of the earth. So before, and even this is before the devil himself. So that is why I want us to go back. I like it when Brother Brenham would want to speak about that. He would often say, put on your spiritual thinking cap. And this evening, I urge you to put on your spiritual thinking cap, and let us travel some hundreds of billions of years ago to where? To the place where we were at, to our place of origin, to the place that has our identity, to the place that has got our real selves. Remember, what we are here, Brother Brahma says, this is the negative. But before there was the negative, there was the positive. This body is the negative. But before this body, there was the positive, which was before the foundation of the world. So I, I guess even before I get into my message, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just, just to, to rub your soul just to wrap your soul and remind your soul as who you are before the fall. Remember, uh, you, you are the soul that has a body. So I, I, I'm addressing your real self. I'm not here to address your circumstance. I'm not here to address your natural needs, legitimate as they may be. But I'm here just so that we go back before before Satan was there, just to go back, maybe even before God was God, just to go back before there were no planets, it was the almighty God, the self-existing one, 
before the foundation of the world. And let us get to unpack what transpired today. And I believe that the moment we understand who we were before the foundation of the world, or maybe rather, let me say, before we understand who we are before the foundation of the world, because I cannot say before we understand who we were, because in eternity there is no past tense or future. It is, it is just eternity. So even in eternity, we are still there as we have always been there. But we are expressed in time, but we are not the creatures of time. We are the creatures of eternity. Eternity is our home. Eternity is where we are destined to. Eternity is where we come from. We understand language of eternity. We understand the environment of eternity. We understand the elements of eternity. We are sometimes we we may seem disoriented here. It's because this is not our home. This environment is not our home. We we just came here by Pastor Wathiophanes just to come here and to be tested for a season and we'll be going back into that realm of eternity. We are not creatures of time. We are the creators of eternity expressed in time for a season and for a reason. And later on, we are going back to where we used to be. It gives me some goosebumps because it tells me uh, you are going to outlive your trials. You are going to outlive this, this, this world. You are going to outlive things that we see upon the face of the earth. So God is gracious to us. And by God's grace, I hope we'll unpack that. Now, we've read the scripture. Maybe before I get anywhere, things that happened before the foundation of the world shaped things that are happening now on earth. Things that happened before the foundation of the world shape, shaped things that are happening now on earth. The things that happened before the foundation of the world are, are, have shaped things that are happening here on earth now. And we're going to unpack what we mean by that. Now, in this quotation, in this quotation, who is this Melchizedek? Brother Brenham here speaks about redemption. And you can't speak about before the foundation of the world unless you speak about the plan of redemption. You cannot speak about the before the foundation of the world unless you speak about God's attributes. You cannot speak about before the foundation of the world before you speak about Godhead, the one that we spoke about on Sunday. So you, you, certain things that you, for you to grasp them, you, you must have been a resident of eternity. There are certain things that you would never grasp as far as the kingdom of God is concerned unless you were a resident of eternity. Now, Brother Branham says in this message, who is this Melchizedek, paragraph 115. Who is this Melchizedek, paragraph 115. He says, show plainly the predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. The predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. He says, did you get it? Let me say that again. The predestinated is the only one that's considered in redemption. People might be like, think they are, but the real redemption is those that are predestinated. Because the very weight, the very weight, redeem means to bring back. Is that right? To redeem anything is to bring it back to its place of, its, its original place. Hallelujah. That is, is the only, the predestinated will be brought back because 
the others didn't come from there. The others didn't come from there. See, bring back. So the prophet is telling you that in the plan of redemption, only the predestinated are considered. Then he tells you the way to redeem is to bring back to a place, to the place, the original place. And it says some cannot be brought back because they were not there. They were not there. Now, this is where it has to humble you as a believer to know this. That, okay, the reason others can be brought back is because they were not there. The reason I am redeemable is because I have a place that I can be restored back to. Now, when I speak about before the foundation of the world, it is not a subject that you can address it to everyone. That is why Paul, when he speaks, he says to the, to the saints in Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ, in Christ Jesus. I think he had already uh, made a presumption that the saints in Ephesus are in Christ. So to broaden the scope to the faithful in Christ Jesus, the way according to the way he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So when we speak about the foundation of the world or matters, that transpired before the foundation of the world, we are addressing a group of people that have a place of origin even before Genesis 1. We are speaking to a group of people that even have a place of origin even before John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we are speaking to actually to the eternal thoughts of God. You know, brethren, there are, there are sermon that can take place in a church environment that can make us to have goosebumps, that can make us to feel motivated, that can make us to be zealous, that can make us to, be, to have some positivity. But, and, and good as they may be, it's fine. But again, we need something that can remind us who we were or who we are before we came here. Something that can, that, can, that can help us to reconnect with our place of origin. So if the Bible says in the beginning was the way, the word was with God and the word was God, that means our place of origin already, you can see, can only be found in the way. It cannot be found in a church it can only be found in the Word. And let me tell you, when you derive your blessings from the Word of God, you are short of something that is eternal. If your joy is dependent on natural environment, natural environment is subject to change. And that means your joy will be subjected to change. But if your joy, you derive your joy from the word, heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. So therefore, your joy becomes eternal. I hope we're making sense here. Now, he speaks here in the message, Blind Bartimaeus, paragraph 94. Blind Bartimaeus, paragraph 94. He says, you are not something because you desire to be something. You are not something because you desire to be something. You are something, you are what you are by the will of God. You are what you are by the will of God. See, God has set in the church. See, 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 see. Don't get in the flesh. It will never work. Don't get in the flesh. It will never work. Abide where God puts you. Gifts and callings are without repentance. They are for knowledge of God. He didn't just set iron lead rule that you would and wouldn't. By his foreknowledge, let him be able to predestinate by the foreknowledge. So, 
predestination looks back to foreknowledge and foreknowledge looks to destiny. So the prophet is simply saying, God didn't sit at some corner somewhere and decided that this one will be saved, that one will not be saved. No, it doesn't work like that. He says predestination, I hope I, uh, I can bring it up for you. He says predestination looks back at foreknowledge. And foreknowledge looks forward to destiny. So what does it mean? Before the foundation of the world, the Almighty God knew that you were going to be born. He knew what you would be. He knew your challenges. He knew your trials. He knew your decisions. He knew your choices. And based on that, he could, could have the full knowledge about your life, then he could predestinate. Therefore, foreknowledge looks forward to your destiny. So what does it mean? God knew that you were going to be a believer or not. God knew the end before the beginning. Your decisions, your choices, None of them make God to wonder. He knew before the foundation of the world what you would be, what choices you would make. And on the basis of that, he could predestinate. And now that foreknowledge looks forward to your destiny. Let's carry on here a, a bit. We spoke on Sunday how the Almighty God, before the foundation of the world, this is God before the foundation of the world. God knew before the foundation of the world that we were going to get lost. He knew that Satan was going to deceive us. He knew that we were going to be sick. But before the foundation of the world, he provided a way of escape. He devised a plan of redemption. Then we came into time and got lost into time and had spiritual amnesia and we became sinners, not out of our own choices, but because of condemnation by representation. Then the very one that was with us before the foundation of the world, he followed us into time space. Why did he follow us into time space? Because he wanted to bring us back into eternity. Look. He is not coming to make people what they are not. You are what you are by the grace of God. So in the time space, you have people that have never been in eternity. But you have got people that have been in eternity. So the only, only, only the predestinated are considered in redemption. He is following up after his own thoughts that he had before the world ever began. Folks, this will remove pomposity, especially from those that reject the gospel and those that make mockery of the gospel. Sometimes you make mockery out of the gospel because the gospel was never meant for you. You are not a, its target market for a lack of a better way. But there are people that were in time space. These people, even before the foundation of the world, they had a desire. Oh, brother, <laughs> there are people, even in time space, when they were still sinners, they had the desire that there must be a way to worship God. There's got to be 
a, a way that I can please God. They were dissatisfied with their lives. Yes, they might have had careers, they might have had money, they might have worldly success, but deep down in their hearts, they had a voidness. And that emptiness could not be quenched by anything, could not be filtered by anything until they were reconciled with their maker. I hope it does make sense. Now, let's carry on here. Let's carry on here now. Now, these people that were there, that got lost in the time space, God followed them up. Now, there is something that I want to show you here. When the angels have failed, God never went after the angels. When the angels, when the angels have failed, God never went after the angels. But when the sons and daughters of God fell, God went after them. Folks, two-thirds, two-thirds of angels in heaven fell because of Lucifer's deception. God never went after them. But when a son and a daughter of God fell, God left the corridors of eternity and came down and followed us into the time space. This is what we consider to be God's amazing grace. Now, let me take it further here and come to this quotation. Question and answers, paragraph 78. Question and answers, paragraph 78. The prophet speaks in this message. He says, what you are, as I said in the beginning, what you are, what you are somewhere else, is what you reflect here. What you are somewhere else is what you reflect here. What you are, what your celestial or terrestrial body is up yonder, what your celestial body is somewhere else is what you are reflecting back here. That's what the prophet speaks about, folks. And it says, in the spirit land, in the spirit land, in the spirit land, what you are is what you are here. So what you are, what, let me finish the quotation. In the spirit land, what you are is what you are here. If you are still vulgar-minded and so forth in the spirit land, you are vulgar-minded here. If you still got malice, envy, and strife, you are in the spirit land. With that, it reflects back here. But if your whole innermost being has become cleansed, if your whole innermost being has become cleansed and purged, it shows that you've got a body out yonder waiting that's being cleansed and purged. And it's reacting back in the flesh. Don't you see? There it is. If this earthly tabernacle has tabernacle be dissolved, we have one already waiting. So the prophet is telling us here that what you are here reflects what you are in the spirit land. So if you are not a believer, if you are not a believer in the spirit land, you cannot be a believer here. You can't be a believer here and be a sinner in the spirit land. Nor can you be a believer in the spirit land and be a sinner here. It does not work like that. No, say. So what you are here reflects what you are in the spirit 
land. Folks, this is very, very key. If you, you, you cannot, you cannot get along with people. Yes, you can be civil. You can be civil. But you cannot get along with people unless there is a relatability between you and them in the spirit land. I hope this one makes sense. You cannot relate to the people here unless there is a relatability between you and them in the spirit land. Yes, you can bear with them here. But unless there is that relatability in the spirit land, you're going to have a problem. So what, what, is, what is going on now? What you are here is simply a reflection of what you are in the spirit land. If you are the bride of Jesus Christ in the spirit land, you will be the bride of Jesus Christ here on earth. If you are a son of God in the spirit land, you will be a son of God here. If you are a sinner in the spirit land, you will be a sinner here. There is no double up about it. I hope it makes sense now. Now, even certain things, certain things. Let me come to this quotation about the gifts. Question and answers, paragraph 5. He says, paragraph 5, question and answers. He speaks there, the prophet of God. Let's, let's just take our time. And listen, I hope it is a blessing to know who you were before the foundation of the world. I hope it is absolutely a blessing to know that in the spirit land, you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. And what you are here simply reflects what you were or what you are in the spirit land. Let's come to this quotation here. It says now, here's the last quotation of it. Listen, and this is not the last. We are still busy. <laughs> listen, friends, listen. All, all look this way. You have those gifts. You didn't deserve them. God gave them to you before the foundation of the world. They are yours. When you was born in this world, you was born with them. So even when it comes to the gifts, you have those gifts because you were foreordained to have those gifts. Where? From the foundation of... So nothing takes place here on earth by chance. Your gift, even from the eternity, they were bestowed upon you by the Almighty God. No wonder Paul says... I, Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. Because he understood that what he was, he was not that based on the will of men. You are not the bride of Jesus Christ by the will of men. You are the bride of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Let's come to this scripture. God speaks to Jeremiah. Ties up with the previous quotation. Jeremiah 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest, before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. So, folks, Jeremiah did not become a prophet when he was born. Before he was formed in his mother's belly, before the foundation of the world, God ordained him to be a prophet. William Branham did not become a prophet when he was born. Before the foundation of the world, he was ordained to be a prophet. You did not come become a believer here. You are ordained to be a believer. That is why in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, if you remember very well, the Bible says, as many as were ordained to eternal life, 
believed. As many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Not as many believed were ordained to eternal life. As many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Now let's come to this one. Brother Brenham says, or maybe before I get to this one, let me come to this one. In question and answers, paragraph 62, he says, when God created me, William Brenham, I was before the foundation of the world. I was before the foundation of the world. This is beautiful. When God ordained me, William Brenham, I was there before the foundation of the world. That's what the prophet says here. He says, He made my being, my spirit. I wasn't conscious of anything. As far as I know, as far as I know of, I don't believe you are getting it. But now, just a minute. Jesus told the disciples that he knew them before the foundation of the world. Now, it ties up with what I said in this diagram. God followed his subjects into the time space because he knew them before the foundation of the world. Folks, God didn't know us here. Jesus didn't know them here. He knew them before the foundation of the world. So, I don't believe you are getting it, but just a minute. Jesus, Jesus told the disciples that he knew them before the foundation of the world. And Paul said here that he chose us in him before the well to be gone. The choosing, the knowing happened before the foundation of the world. Now, there was some part of me, Omen Neville and the rest of you all here, that's in Christ Jesus before the foundation, before the world ever began. Here's to my analysis of that. I think that the people today that are possessed with this spirit or the spirit a part of this angelic beings, spirits which rotated of God that never fell in the beginning and resisted the devil's lie in heaven. You did not defeat Satan here on earth. You defeated Satan before the foundation of the world. You did not believe in God here on earth. You believed in God before the foundation of the world. You believe now because you believed there. You overcome now because you overcame there. So everything that is happening here, it is a replay of what you were before the foundation of the world. I hope it makes sense. Now, in this message, the palmer worm, locust, and the canker worm and caterpillar. Brother Brenham says, paragraph 179. He says, there was one time before the foundation of the world. I was eternal. When God thought of me, I was thought of before the foundation of the world. I was thought of before the foundation of the world. My name was put in the Lamb's book of life and so was yours before there was even one grain of sand. How many knows that's the Bible? How many know that God put your name in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world? Then in God's thinking, we were born right then into his kingdom. One day there came a body through a holy wet, my father and my mother. And they sat me, and here I come, William Brenham, represented in a body of flesh. That means he's not a body of flesh. He is represented in a body of flesh. Now you know me 
as William Brenham a man. God knowed me as William Brenham a thought in his own mind and expression. You know me as William Brenham the man, but God doesn't know me just as William Brenham a man. God knows me before I was represented in the body, before I was expressed in the body, before the foundation of the world. Let's carry on here. Now, victory is not something that we attain here on earth. It's something that we reaffirm here on earth. Before the foundation of the world, even when we fight against the beast, those that will not be deceived by the beast are the people that were there before the foundation of the world. Let's check here in Revelation 13 verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So already it tells you that the people who are going to defeat Satan and those that will not be deceived by Satan are those whose names were written before the foundation of the world. So you not being deceived is not because you are clever, it's not because you know better, it's because before the foundation of the world, your name was written in the Lamb's book of life. So therefore, brethren, if God knew about it before the foundation of the world, if God predestinated us before the foundation of the world, if God elected us and glorified us before the foundation of the world, we must never in any way be afraid of anything because God knows better. Listen to this one. What name was there in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world? In question and answers on the seals, paragraph 114, he says, no, nothing will be saved. Only those whose names were put in the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. Jew or Gentile, see, that's all. He says, that's all. Jew or Gentile, that's all. And it says, the book holds that mystery and the book is only unfolding it now, not each one's name, but what the mystery of the book is. While it's, while it's calling those names, you finally understand that now. See, the book doesn't say now, Levil is to be saved in time of this church age or Omen Neville or whoever. No, it don't say that. It shows the mystery, unfolds the mystery of what the thing is, unfolds the mystery of what the thing is. So, the mystery, it does not, the book doesn't have names and say, this is Omen, Omen Neville, this is Leville, they will be saved on such and such, such age. The book doesn't say that. The book has, the book has a mystery. That mystery, when it is unfolded, the people whose names are in that book, they hear their names. I hope it makes, it makes sense here, folks. Now, let me come to this one. As I'm about to wrap up. What happened before the foundation of the world? God predestinated us. What happened before the foundation of the world? God chose us. What happened before the foundation of the world? God elected us. 
What happened before the foundation of the world? God wrote our names in the book. What happened before the foundation of the world? God gifted us. We have gifts that were there before the foundation of the world. What happened before the foundation of the world? The morning stars sang. The sons of God shouted for joy. What happened before the foundation of the world? The lamb was laid in God's mind before the foundation of the world. So what we are here reflects what we were there. What we do here, it's a reflection of our place of origin. As we come towards closing, no matter what the devil does here, no matter what the devil does here, he will never change our place of origin. No matter what we go through here, it will never alter our identity. We were there before trials. We were there before sicknesses. We were there before Satan. We were there before the terrestrial body. We were there before the universe. Therefore, we remain unshaken in our belief that we are victorious beings. So Satan must never in any way threaten you as we come to the end. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, by your grace we want to thank you that you chose us before the foundation of the world. Where would we be had it not been of your grace? That is why we want to thank you for redemption. We want to thank you for the lamp that was slain before the foundation of the world. We want to thank you for Calvary before Calvary became the natural Calvary. We want to thank you that our names have been written in the Lamb's book of life and our names shall never be blotted out of that book. We want to thank you to be considered in the plan of redemption. We appreciate you be the spirits that rotated off you. We want to appreciate you for coming down into the time space in order to follow us. You are an amazing God. We appreciate you. We pray for everyone that was able to listen this evening. May you be gracious to them as we remember them in prayer. All things we ask them in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. It has been a pleasure speaking to you. We'll speak again on Sunday, 10 o'clock. Sunday, 10 o'clock, we'll carry on where we left off. God bless you richly. Shalom.